Hello and welcome to another episode of the Travel Our World podcast with me, your host, Martin, and my fellow co-host, Damien, who isn't, isn't actually here for the intro this week. He's out on, on holiday in Spain enjoying the wonderful weather, but fear not, dear listeners, he will be joining us for the actual podcast itself, which we recorded a few days ago. First of all, our apologies for the delay in getting this podcast to you. We've had a few technical difficulties and we had some very poor recordings, hence why I'm doing the intro by myself. So this is episode five, the Reps Pod. In this episode, we'll be talking to a friend of ours, Craig Stevenson, and we'll be sharing stories about being a holiday rep, what it is to be a holiday rep. This podcast is a pretty long one. There were so many great things said during our conversation with Craig, and um, I just didn't feel like editing it all out. And just a word of warning, there is one swear word in there. Our apologies for that. So sit back, relax, and here we go with episode five, the Travel Our World podcast. This is the Reps Pod. Here we are. We've got some. Uh, we've got some. What well, should I say? A great guest on our um, pod tonight. The Reps Pod. Um, someone that both uh, Monsieur Martin and I know very well from having worked uh, within the industry or within the golf industry in the past. And that's Craig. Craig, welcome to the pod. Um, before we sort of get into the discussion, just uh, tell our listeners a bit about what you do um, and you know what you've done in the past with regards to, I suppose, this rep, this pod, which is the Reps Pod. Thanks, Damo. Thanks, Martin. Uh, good to see you both again as well. Um, always nice to see uh, two uh, friendly, smiley faces across the internet. Um, yeah, my name's Craig. Um, I um, I work in the golf travel industry for uh, for, for a well-known golf uh, travel company uh, up in Scotland. And um, yes, you're right in saying that uh, I used to be a holiday rep. Um Dare I say, um, quite a long time ago now, 1993-94, with a a slight break and then went back into it in 98, well kind of back into it in sort of 98-99 when I went back uh, as as an entertainer, but within the same world really. So it's fair to say when I when I um, got to know you, Craig, and you and I actually bonded very, very well in Mallorca at uh, Mm -hmm. Sonomar, the the great uh, show um experience that that is uh at my very first igtm and i think you and i looked at each other across the table and realized that hang on did you used to be a rep i used to be a rep and we got into a song and dance as if it was a if it, if it was a reps cabaret and if you all remember back in the days when i was repping reps cabaret was like the number one thing to sell to your customers what um what got you into being a holiday rep um I, well, I, I started out in uh, in travel uh, when I left school. I, I was actually going into the REF, but uh, unfortunately I was in a bad car accident, which put paid to that. Uh, and, and I think my main reason for wanting to go into the REF is that I always had a desire to travel. My father tra- travelled extensively um, in his youth and, and, and right throughout his life and still continues to do so. Um, and, and he sort of um, sparked a passion for uh, for travelling within myself. Um, 
so when when I couldn't go in the REF, I went into the uh, into the travel industry in, and I became a travel agent essentially. Um, but uh, and after doing that for a few years, I, I I got a little bit fed up of of talking about these destinations and which I love, but I really wanted to go and experience them for myself. You know, I'd go on holidays for a couple of weeks and then come back and think that you know it wasn't long enough. So. Um, I, I, started, I, I shot off to Australia and New Zealand and really got the bug for traveling around. And when I came back, I just had itchy feet. I just didn't want mm. to uh, to stay in an office. I'm not an office person. Um, as you rightly say, we, we, we've met at, um, within the golf travel industry. And, you know, when I was in, in the office, I was like a caged animal. But when I was on the <laughs> road, that's when, I, that's when I enjoyed it. And I think you boys are probably exactly the same. You know, the best part of the role was when you were out and about, you know, traveling oh, yeah. to different countries. And, and oh, def- yeah, definitely. So, I think I think from when I worked, albeit it was only like one season uh, being an airport rep and it was just a one day a week job. But actually just being out there meeting, you know, people from different countries companies you know meeting your customers meeting your the people that you're supposed to you know wait on uh, so to speak it was just a really good experience and I think you know maybe Martin's got some I think insight from some of our listeners about they've they've contacted us it just gives you a good sort of basis for life you know not just with regards to being a rep but also you know working within the travel industry how to handle things how to handle different situations and you know, it's it's just an overall great experience, Martin. What 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 do you, what do you reckon from our yeah, from our yeah. listeners' point of view? Yeah, no, I mean, thank you to um to all the listeners that have reached out. I I'd just like to say hello to Katie as well. Katie was um, supposed to be joining us on the pod, and sadly, um, it's her anniversary. Um, so her partner is Andy, who was on the first pod, uh, aka Jesus, and they obviously they both live in Ibiza, and they're celebrating 13 years together. I remember them getting together. I remember the night they first met, and they were both holiday reps. She was a rep. Um in Ibiza and met him through there and it's 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 crazy how a lot of people have met during that time um and she actually said to me you know that the skills that she picked up there have you know sort of helped her through life and other friends of mine have reached out I've said exactly the same they said they didn't see repping as a way to improve um their career but actually the things that they learned and the idea of going away and being away from one's friends and their family and learning to look after yourself. The main thing that they've all said is the lessons they learned from there, the, the skills they picked up, um, have borne fruit right later on in their career. Now, Craig, do you echo that? Do you think that as being the holiday rep, it's really helped you learn, move on, and helped your career? Uh-huh. Yeah, massively. I mean, let, let's let's take about the you know the, the current situation that we've been in for the last sixteen to eighteen months with 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 the lockdown. Um, you know. Working from home for me was was just like hand in glove. You know, I'm not the sort of person that actually needs to be watched or managed or whatever and stuff on a on a on an hourly or a daily basis. You know, um, I've always been somebody to give give me the work that I need to do and I'll get on do it and I'll manage my own time. And I and I very much believe that that came from when I went over to Crete all those years ago in 1993. I mean, I remember my first my first feeling when I got there, the first day I arrived into Crete, and I had absolutely no idea what to expect. I mean, you do your training course and stuff, but it doesn't prepare you for anything. I, I think somebody told me, I think the one thing I learned from my training course was make sure that when you do your, when you wash your uniform is to hang it 
inside out so the sun doesn't bleach it and i think that's the only, <laughs> i think that's the only thing that i actually remember from from, from uh, the course i think i was half hammered on that to be fair that might have helped might have helped you in your other career you know going into the going into the air force if you did yeah yeah exactly you. but I, I remember getting there and, and walking into an apartment and you know i was very naive you know i was 21 years of age um and I walked into my apartment, but it was the first time I was ever going to get to live on my own, my own place. You know, and it was a one bedroom place it had a small lounge, it had a small bedroom. It had a very, very small bathroom and it had a very small kitchenette. But I remember walking around it for half an hour thinking, I can't believe this is mine. You know, mm-hmm. this is my place to live in for the next six to seven months. Now, as it turned out, that was just a temporary accommodation for the for the uh, the on. Um, in resort training session but you know and, and actually later on i did move into a two-bedroom place which was all mine as well but oh, very it, nice it was it was it was kind of well it, it was it was until uh, a good mate of mine jerry came i'm sure we'll talk about him later on but um he the, the i think the thing was was that you were kind of given work to do and you know you were given sort of your room unless you had to create your own sort of bed bank so you knew exactly where your rooms were this was this was very much a grease thing because you know those were small accommodations with say 15 rooms and nobody managed that the owners of the hotel or the apartments didn't manage it it was all down to you to manage mm. the customers going in and out and things and wow. you know I, I remember the first arrival day and i had no idea and somebody rang me and said you need to be in the office and i was like why <laughs> and they went well we've got all the updates to the arrivals well i've done all my arrivals i got them yesterday so, oh no no these are all the last minute deals that yeah, it. And I, remember, <laughs> I remember i remember the machine and it, it, i think it was a telex machine you know there it was is, yeah i don't think there was faxes or anything then it was just yeah. telex machine they you know it was and it was coming out and they were saying i was saying well what what's on this is these are all the people that booked yesterday i was like fucking hell like what i haven't got any rooms and they're going oh welcome to greece apologies for that Apologies for the language, by the way. It's a fan show. I just just remember remember thinking, I don't know if I'm going to cope with this. What what, what do I do now? It's, well, you've got to go and find some accommodation for them to stay in. We might have some over here and over there. So I managed to do that. I think it was two o'clock in the morning when I'd finished doing that. And then the next day, it was like four hours, and then I'm on the coach to an airport. Never been to the airport before to pick anybody. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing. And then when I got there, all the clients came out and then, then I was stressed because I didn't know exactly how to, where to send them, whether it was coach A or coach B, coach C, and got that all <laughs> modelled up and managed to get through that in the end. And then I got on the coach and I said, well, you know, who, what, what happens now? Do I, do I, take, do I take them to reception? <laughs> reception. <laughs> There are no receptions. <laughs> uh, well, you, men- you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Craig, about, you know, obviously the past, you know, 12, 18 months that we've all lived in. And, you know, you've very well highlighted your first experiences, I suppose, of being a rep. How do you sort of see the role of rep changing, you know, post-COVID? Do you think that there'll be more reps or less or... What do you, what would you what would you see if you were booking a, a, a standard package holiday? Well, I, I think obviously with Brexit, the, the, the changes are going to be massive because it's going to be very, very difficult for, you know, companies like TUI uh, to justify sending people over from the UK to deal with to deal with uh, with UK holiday makers. Um, you know, 
it, it, it was always it was always slightly tricky before we sort of went into the full EU. But when mm. you know when we did do that, then you know when I went when I went over to Spain as a holiday rep, I wasn't allowed to open a bank account. The same way as it's probably just as difficult now to do that without without all the uh, the proper checks and uh, and paperwork. I think what will happen is that they will have to um, start to employ um, expats. Um, yeah. And I think that's what they will look more to do. Look, I don't think that there will ever be a change in terms of they will, say, get, you know, Greek reps to look after British holiday makers and Spanish you know, people to look after British holiday makers, because I just think culturally people will always feel more comfortable if they're speaking to somebody yeah. who comes from, say, Birmingham or Manchester or Newcastle or London and things like that, because, mm. you know, the, the idea of a rep is to try and give people that that I suppose that sense of security really. Yeah. Um, right. And I think that will that will that will always happen. I I, I echo that and um, some of the um, conversations I've had with my friends that live over there um, and some we, we've touched on quite a few previous episodes. The first episode when we were talking to Simon Richardson, you know, a business owner, you know, someone who's who's hired reps in the past. You know, conversations are ongoing with the EU. Something that James brought up in the last podcast, the Workers Pod. You know, workers are very similar to reps, whereas they're not employed by a, a big tour operator. They go out there, find their own work, but they have to obviously get themselves registered. And back in the day, you'd turn up in Spain, you'd go down to the police station, you'd get your residency form, you'd put your fingerprint down, and off you go. Whereas now. You can't do that because of the freedom of movement has changed. You know, all those British people living in Spain have had to take residency. So they have that. They're essentially Spanish citizens. That's what they are. And it's the same for those living in the UK. And for those looking to work, unless you have an EU passport. So someone like myself, who's, who is British, English by birth, but has an Irish father, I have my Irish passport. I could go off and be a holiday rep if I wanted to. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the big tour operators you mentioned TUI, but Jet Two and you know and you know many other tour operators out there are uh, from what it seems like are actually looking like you said to people that live in that country who are potentially you know English or Scottish or you know Irish or Welsh or whatever they, they come from mm. the British Isles or Ireland who can do the job for them and I know a couple of people um, a couple of my friends that's what exactly what they do and it's been difficult because obviously there's been no travel so work has been tough. Um, but I know that it's, it's worked well for them because it, it yeah. keeps the employment. And you're right. From my experience as a, as a holiday rep from year 2000, and I've only ever worked in Spain. I, I never I, actually, you know, I did one season as an entertainer in Cyprus, and that was a lot, a lot of fun. Well, you know, I know you and I have spoken about that. It's, it was very different, di- di- different job for me. We didn't have that in the late when I first started in 2000. We didn't have the tele. We had the we had the telex machines, but computers <laughs> were more prominent. And so your rooming list was already done by your hotel. So I can only imagine how that must have felt for you, Craig. You know, 19, thrown in at the deep end. Welcome to Crete. And by the way, you're managing your list and going, what? I was only learned to tie my shoelaces 10 years ago. And <laughs> back, in, back in the UK, my mum did my cleaning for me and, and told me where my bedroom was. And now I've got to put a family of five into a, an apartment and there's no more rooms. Huh? Well, so, yeah. I can imagine how difficult it was, but, you know, going back to my original question, has it taught you skills? It definitely has. I mean, reps are the backbone of, of, of the package industry. You know, without them, things sometimes don't work. Sometimes it doesn't work when they are there. I mean, I'm going to put my mm. hand up here and say I was never the world's best holiday rep, and a lot of my friends listening to this are probably going to 
raw with laughter going, you were terrible, <laughs> mine. No, I, I know I was, you know, I, I, I made mistakes and, you know, I probably annoyed a lot of customers off and, you know, and I, I know there's a few that got really angry with me before because um, I saw them, you know, I saw myself get set up once. James set me up on a, on a, on a, on a reps versus, you know, the guests game in this room. <laughs> And I think I'd, I'd annoyed um, the, the gentleman's wife by giving a, I don't give a care look, you know, the blank face, like you've lost your purse and it's my problem because, you know, and she <laughs> went back and told her husband and the next thing you know, he's beaten me up in the pool with a, with a, you know, a bit like the um, gladiator, you know, when they used to have the tubes of whatever and they used to whack each oh, other off the top. The big stick yeah. type things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was vengeance on me, you know, if you're listening to this pod, you know, well done, you, you got me. But, um, you know, they do a lot of work. They have to be very multi-talented. They don't have mm. to speak but I always say if you can know a bit of Spanish or a bit of Greek, it will get oh, you a yeah. long way. It shows respect. But it's not a bad it's not a bad thing to be honest with you that they will start to pull uh, reps from a from a local pool of people, people that have, have, have either moved over there or been brought up by, you know, uh, British parents that you know obviously speak very very strong English, but uh, and have a and have a British heritage. Um, as I say, it gives people that comfort blanket and, and an understanding. But mm. on the reverse side of that is that what they will gain is a lot of local knowledge. Mm. Uh, you know, the one thing the one thing that when you do send people over from 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 Britain over to um, to you know live in in Spain or Greece or wherever for for six months is that when they arrive they they know less than the people that have actually been on holiday in certain <laughs> exactly so, yeah you know, oh, so t- tell me about it that. I yeah. mean I was I was very lucky when I got there because the, the the company that I worked for which was a company called Owners Abroad which which later became First Choice um, it, uh, it it was um, it, it was being it was being threatened to be taken over by air tours at a the time. There's another name from, from mm, yeah, blast from the uh, past. And, and, and the one thing I always I, I always hated and and to to this day still probably don't like very much is administration and particularly filling out things like complaints <laughs> forms and stuff. And, <laughs> and we had a directive from head office before it even actually touched base with a customer that basically said that we're not really looking for these what we used to call CSQs or customer service yeah. questionnaires. What we're looking for is sales and being being somebody who loves sales anyway, you know, that was music to my ears. So, you know, we used to have the welcome meeting and, and, and to a certain degree, you know, I tried not to bore my customers. I think that's why a lot of people never went to, uh, to welcome meetings because yeah. they were sort of bored silly with facts about the island is that, I, I basically stood up there and we might have like nine trips and I used to say right well we've got nine trips and here's the folder and have a look and if you know if you're interested in going around the island or looking at you know some sort of pottery works or whatever and stuff then please come and see me and I can give you more information but let me talk to you, to you about the actual trips that you really do need to go on because, <laughs> because, because although those are all right these are the ones that if you don't go on these you're going to regret it you know and you could exactly. see you could see people's eyes opening as if to say, I've never heard this before from a holiday rep. But I but I think, I, you know, I'm quite an honest person and I think that's what I did. And, you know, I used to sell the bar crawl. I used to sell the Greek night. And I, used to sell, <laughs> and I used to sell the beach party. And also we used to sell the boat trip as well. Those were the four. And, yeah, yeah. and, and basically people used to go for it and they used to absolutely love it. Um, oh, man. As much as as much as we used to earn commission on on the trips, and that's pretty much how you survived as a as a mm, holiday. Yeah. Rep, 
you really, really wanted to see your customers have a good time, and I think that was I think that was the important thing. The um, the one thing that kept us going uh, when we were trying to sell trips was exactly the same. I mean, I remember my first um, um, sort of the well the the welcome meetings. I used to do them with um, James, and um, you know, going up after him was an impossible task because he's a cheeky Yorkshireman like yourself, Craig. You know, he's always got something to say. He's always got a funny quip. You know, he's he's, he's Yorkshire through and through. And you just look at him as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, good looking, mate. Just like you. That, just that, like you. To be honest, you know, listen, <laughs> it's worth pointing out to our, to, our, to our listeners. We actually started recording this um, last week and Damien is on holiday. Damien is the one that's, that's, um, that's record, recording this. And the next thing you know, we're in full flow. Me, you and Katie are in full flow. <laughs> And then Damien disappeared. So we've, we've had to bring you back. And that's why Katie can't join us because she's on her. She's obviously. And I think we were coming up with some great things. And we, and we panned out that you and James might know each other. So, James, if you're listening, check out get, Craig Stevens. Get in touch. Because you, get in you touch. Know yeah. Both did entertainment around about the same time. And I was saying this to my friend the other night. I said, how funny is my life become that actually most of the people I call friends are all connected somehow through being a holiday rep, through travel. And, mm. you know, I think the one thing in this industry, as I've always mentioned, the reason why I started out doing this podcast was so I could talk to my friends about a life that I've loved all my you know, all my life. It's working in industry that's brought me so much pleasure um, and the friends I've made and most of my friends and all those that have written into, you know, into the pod and, you know, shared their views. They're all people I met. And I would imagine, is it the same for you, Craig? A lot of your closest friends were probably from that era or from people that you've known subsequently from your life in travel. Oh yeah, yeah, for for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, very close friends that that you know, um, uh, Jerry that I mentioned before, he he joined about two two and a half months after I I, I went to uh, Crete. He came from Corfu because they put him in a very quiet resort, and he'd been in I think it was um, what's what's the big resort over in Corfu now? Um, oh, did I? I've never been there. Cabos, is it? Cabos. Cabos yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Cabos a year before, and they moved into a quiet resort, and he basically gone up to the main advisor <laughs> and went, Get me out of here, otherwise, you won't help me. So um, they had no room in Cabos, so they sent him over to Crete. And, and you know, the, the, the thing was is that back in, back in those days, we have to remember as well, 1993, no mobile phones, no internet. You yeah. know, not, none of all that, you know, and at the end of the season, you know, you, you lived with these people day in, day out. They were your brother, your sister, your confidants. But you get to the end of the, the season and you'd be scribbling down on the back of a fag packet like you're, you named the text. And the thing is, send, send the facts, send the facts. Parents address. You had no intention of going back there anyway because you were going on to Gran Canaria or somewhere else for, for winter season. So the chances of them actually ever getting hold of you, you know, they, they had, yeah, they had a good chance of getting hold of my mum. <laughs> but they didn't have much chance of getting hold of me. So most of the time you never really did anything. You know, me and Jerry were real. I mean, we were, you know, he was my wingman and vice versa, you know, and we did everything together and we had great memories and great stories. But he disappeared off the face of the earth, and so did I. It was only the advent of Facebook, and, mm, and, yeah. and I don't know if you've mentioned there, there's a great Facebook group called Stories of a Holiday Wreck, yeah, there is. which you know, which is fantastic, you know, and it's brought so many people back together. Um, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, a thread popped up, and there he is, lo and behold. And we were like, my God, like, where have you been? You know, we met up in we met up in Scotland a couple of years ago. Like, we hadn't seen each other in a quarter of a century. 
And we arranged wow. to meet up again. And it was weird because, you know, he was 50 at that point. I turned 50 next month. And, you know, but when we were in, we were looking at each other going, geez, haven't we got old? Mm. It was just like talking to that 20 something again and vice versa and you know the stories flood out you know and I go to Glasgow quite a lot now and you know we always meet up and go for dinner and stuff and we'll talk about other things in life but it always comes back to repping and and definitely you know you 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 solidify such strong relationships in that role um and 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 it is sad to say that you know that that era and that that time period of when people used to go over for six seven months and then come back again, that 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 is going to disappear. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah I think that I will. Think Sorry, Carol. We said Martin. that before. We, no, we were saying that before. We've said that in many podcasts, and you know, I keep repeating mm. myself. But that's the sense we get because of the lack of freedom of movement, especially with Spain. And you know, the you'll only be able to go there for ninety days and one hundred and eighty. Yeah. I don't know what Greece is doing at the moment. Um, and, you know, I know other places, you know, obviously, you know, in future episodes, we're going to talk about ski repping. But those who used to do the Winter Sun program, maybe go off to Gran Canaria. I used to go off to the, the French Alps. And, you know, the, the chances are that there are a lot of young people out there that are just not going to be able to have the experiences that you and I yeah. had, Craig, and form yeah. their friendships. They'll form different friendships. I'm not saying that they won't. But there's something about being a holiday rep that it's like a rite of passage you know so people that don't have never done it don't understand it i remember talking to people that i don't really i'm not really friends with but i've bumped in over the years and they, they asked me oh so you used to be one of those holiday reps and i was like yeah let me tell you about my 10 years of being a holiday rep what's it and they just like they look at you like what are you on about that just sounds terrible well, I, i'm like i think a lot of people will always you know if you say what it is to be a holiday rep you know give me the top 10 things and you know and everybody will always sort of stab a guess at well you got drunk a lot um you know um there was there was plenty of the opposite sex on the uh, on on tap Um, (laughs) it was it you know you did welcome meetings you did transfers from the airport and things but you know, I think some of the things that people never really associated with the job is, you know, being on duty in the office and getting a phone call from one of the apartment blocks to say that your uh, your young couple in in room 101 on the first floor um, have had a little bit too much to drink, got a little bit amorous, slipped on the balcony, have now fallen off the balcony mm. and are now bleeding through their heads on the mm. on the driveway outside the um, outside the apartment block. You know, and jumping on a moped um, uh, to which I, I could never really quite fathom how I could fill that actual moped up in May and it'd still be on the same tank by July. <laughs> um, perf- perfume burners that we used to go, we used to call them. And, you know, you'd fly down there with your big oversized red helmet on and get there. And, you know, I remember sitting in my uniform, which was kind of blue and yellow at the time, if I, if I remember. No, blue and green, sorry, but blue shorts and a green top. Um, and, and sitting in their blood, trying to talk to these people while the ambulance arrived and trying to keep them conscious, mm. um, you know, and then finally the ambulance arrived. And, 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 and trust me, you know, Greek ambulances don't arrive or they certainly didn't in the no- early 90s rather quickly because, you know, the hospital was probably, you know, maybe 45 minutes away and stuff. So, you know, there was never there was never really quick medical assistance back then. You know, and I, and I remember 
you know, seeing them off and giving details to, to, to the medical people and the paramedics. And then off they go with the lights flashing. And then, you know, the crowds all then move away because there's nothing else to see. Um, you know, the, the little old lady in black comes out and clears up all the blood by washing it all down into the street. <laughs> and I remember I remember very clearly walking around the corner back to where my moped was and passing out, you know, mm. um, and, and, and literally waking up, not knowing what had happened. Um, you know, and, and obviously the entire shock of the thing had basically got to me. Those are the things that people probably don't realise. No, they don't. They don't yeah. see it. And um, people you know, going the, the, missing, you know. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a few of those. Yeah, I had a customer that went missing for three days, mm. um, and we rang all the police stations and all the hospitals and all the all the areas that we thought maybe we thought maybe he'd met a girl and gone off with her mm. or whatever and stuff, but it was it was unlikely. And anyway, holiday holiday romance. Yeah, in the, well, in the end, we got a phone call from one of the hospitals saying we we have we have a client of yours, and I I said, well, I rang you three days ago. Why didn't you get back to me? And they said, well, there was a slight problem. We did have somebody in, but he'd hit his head so badly he'd suffered sort of temporary amnesia and didn't right. even know who he was. Mm, so right, you know, yeah. you know, there was there, there was all those sorts of things that that used to go on, but for some reason, you dealt with it. You know, yeah. you did, you did. I mean, I, I, I know I've dealt with quite a few deaths over the over the past, and as yeah. a rep, you know, you you've got to just suck it up and get on with it. You know, I've taken phone calls and been stood with you know with with you know head reps when the calls come in, and off we go. It's a horrible thing to deal with, but you deal with it, and it it quickly grows you up. But then, you know, I've also been punched at by customers because it's my fault that their flight was delayed. I, I was my first year, I was, I was pushed up against the wall and then grabbed by the neck and literally dragged me up the wall because the flight was originally four hours late and then it went tech and so it was going to be there for another 24 hours and it was my fault you know I, I've ruined his life and you know I'll take it out on you and you just have to learn to deal with it and it, it, it's it's a horrible thing to say but you do you deal with it I mean nowadays you couldn't get away with that if that happened you'd have the police on you know that you know but back then it was a very different world and, and, and I know we, we talk about a lot of things that go on now and you know how things have changed and you know rightly so but it was a very different world back then. And, you know, it was very much the Wild West in, in, in many of the places. And, you know, yeah, you're right. You just dealt with it. You just got on with it. And you hoped that the next day would be better. And you were sure by the time the, the your shift ended, you were in the bar with your mates having a good time, as you say. <laughs> and, I mean, reps have, reps have always had, sadly, um, due to some, you know, really awful TV programs, um, some some bad rep, you know, the, you know, the club reps programs, I don't think, um, do any good for the repping industry or for the travel industry you know yes club reps do have a better time you know they you know well that that kind of industry doesn't exist club 1830s is gone 20s is gone freestyle is mm. gone you know kids today are more interested in inscomable moments than they are probably are than a you know two-week holiday spalaraki or places like that or ibiza but um i it's kind of sad really because you know that's what you did i did to have uh, lads holidays when i was younger before i became a holiday rep and thoroughly enjoyed them <laughs> Um, well, I was yeah. going to say I was going to say to Craig, you know, give us a you know a memorable story, but I think he's already come up with some great classic ones there, you know, being out <laughs> in Crete. But what about 
what about Craig? What about if we um, if we were to ask you, other than the golf course where we all know each other from, um, what what would be your sort of ideal um, holiday destination in the world? If if you were to take out repping and to take out golf, what would you what would you deem as a dream holiday destination or somewhere where you've been to that you would highly recommend? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, my, like it, like anything in life, you when you when you're younger, you 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 kind of look, try and look forward and think, you know, why would I ever tire of anywhere like, you know, Malia in Crete or Magaluf in Majorca or San Antonio in Ibiza, and well, you know, they, they they it's horses for courses, isn't it? You know, it's what yeah. what you're wanting at that particular time. You know, I I I now, you know, when I go into places. There's a place in Portugal. Is it Albufeira? Yeah. And it, yeah. You know, it it, it it it's the epitome of of Brits abroad, and it's all kind <laughs> of you know, uh, Don and Sally's Newcastle Pride Bar and and things like that. So all the stuff that I used to love when I was a kid. Now I just look at it, and it just makes me cringe a little bit. And I think that's <laughs> probably because you know far too many memories of being in you know that Newcastle Pride Bar <laughs> and, the <things laughs> I, and the things that I got up to. But I, I think, you know, it, it's not something that I that I look look towards now as something that I enjoy as a holiday. I, I have always had a big love affair to a certain degree with the Caribbean. Um, I, and I just think it's that it's the sounds and the smell smells of the Caribbean that, that, that really does it for me. You know, I, I, I just love that when you step off the tarmac and I know you get that in Spain as well, but it's slightly yeah, different yeah. over in the Caribbean. And, I, imagine. I, I, and, you know, and, and my favorite sound in the world is tree frogs, you know, that, that sort of bleeping of the tree frogs on an evening when you sat having dinner, looking across the, um, you know, the, the, the Caribbean and it's, yeah, I mean, Barbados, St. Lucia, places like that. They're fantastic for relaxing, relaxing holidays. But then, you know, I don't think you can really. I think if you're wanting a bit of everything, I think you struggle to look past Greece, to be fair. Mm, It it just has a real character, the place. Um, They haven't ruined it in every area. There are some towns that have just grown and grown and have catered to the youth market and, and, and they've kept that themselves. But you know, you've still got your Lindos in Rhodes, you know, you've still got, I mean, if you've never been to Mykonos, my God, you know, that's a beautiful island. You know, it's expensive, you know, it's a very, very expensive place, you know, but it has a very, very high-end clientele. Um, and because it's a high-end clientele, it's beautiful. And Mykonos town is 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 absolutely fantastic, and and the beaches are very nice there as well. It, it really depends on on what you're looking for, I think. But those those are kind of favourite places for me. So, Damo, it's fair to say that having you know, this is episode five. We've had a lot of people give us their 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 views. We've got a golf trip to the Northern Lights with uh, with the guys from the Golf Pods. Uh, we're going over to Ibiza to see James. Oh yeah, think, looking forward to that one. I think you, me, and Craig should all head off to. Uh, Mykonos or the Caribbean, wherever he wants to go. I think um, I think the next year, once we're out of lockdown, we're going to be on a lot of holidays. With a lot I'm, of looking, I'm looking forward to all these trips next year. It's going to be yeah. fantastic. Hey, listen, Sorry, don't get me wrong. I, I went to Whitby last year, and you know, <laughs> Whitby's fantastic. You know, been to Whitby, Whitby should go right. there. That's you know, that's uh, you know, big shout out to North Yorkshire. Whitby, that's <laughs> it. Definitely. Okay, just just in closing, because we we want to bring this to an end, and and I just want to say, ask one thing: if you could do it all again. 
would you do it all again? And would you recommend the, the life of a holiday rep? I wouldn't do it again, no, because I did it, you know, and, you know, and I, you know, 93 was the summer of my life and I had a fantastic summer in 94 as well. But I think it was because the only difference being it was my first summer. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I, I remember getting to the end of that summer thinking, gosh, I'm going to have to go some to beat this summer. And now, you know, I'm kind of thinking, hopefully I'm sort of just halfway through my life. I'm thinking I'm probably never going to beat that again, um, you know, because, you know, I was young and it was all just, you know, it was all sort of eyes wide open, mouth wide open, mouth wide open, thinking, oh, my God, you know, what have I come to? This is incredible. Um, so, no, I don't think I'd do it again. If Would I recommend it to people? Yeah, I, I don't think that the opportunities we said before will will still be there, but I think there are different opportunities. And I think that young people today, they were brought up going on holidays. And I think that's probably the reason why the youth market has changed. They yeah. want to do different things. They don't just want to go overseas and drink. They want to do more activity based. Mm. My, my recommendation would be to anyone is to always take a year out. You know, you're not on this planet for that long at least go and travel the world, go to Australia, go to New Zealand, go to South East Asia, you know, go to go to South America. I mean, that's really mm. old now. That was never really accessible when I was younger. You know, go to places where people haven't always been and not where everybody goes. Experience something that you can talk to somebody about that they have no idea. That's what my recommendation would be. Well, fantastic. Craig, listen, thank you very much for coming on the pod. It's been an absolute pleasure. We obviously we we're very aware that you'll do your own pod as well, so we look forward to listening to your pod. Uh, shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Should we give him a little plug, Damo? Yeah, should we give him a little yeah, plug? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Bunkered, not, what's, it called, what's it called? Is it Bunkered Podcast? Yeah, it's the Bunkered Golf pa- uh, uh, Podcast, go. and uh, yeah, I mean, I work for Bunkered Golf Breaks, um, and the uh, the podcast is actually run by. Uh, by uh, Bryce and Michael, but I, I I go on for a very short slot every week, and I, I I put golf deals out there and things. But I really enjoy it, you know. I'm only I'm well, only off a couple of minutes. If each. you've enjoyed the tones of Craig Stevenson on our podcast, and I That's do it. recommend you go and listen to his beautiful Yorkshire Yorkshire voice on the Bunker podcast. But That's it. we must catch up soon, Craig, for a round of golf well, Guinness. Indeed. Golf yeah, well, maybe not in that order, though, eh? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the Guinness at the, at the start might be better the way I'm well, playing these days. was always Craig's favourite. Yeah. was always he was chasing around the IGTM. Where, who was doing the? When were the Scottish golf guys doing their, their Guinness and Oyster night? Um, but anyway, listen, Craig, thank you very much for coming on to this pod. It's been an absolute pleasure to share your stories and your insights. It doesn't matter how old we get, you know, repping just seems to bring a lot of people together. The stories are always fantastic so thanks for sharing and and um we'll hopefully have you on another podcast in the future but um, uh, yeah well the place is all mine and uh, and i'd love to do so all right cheers craig Take thank There we go. That's another pod uh, over and done with Damo. Another great guest. I, I, I do enjoy talking to Craig. He's, he's, um, I think I never really got a chance to finish off what we were saying when we first met, but it was it was like the coming together of two dear friends who had gone, did you used to do that job? I used to do that job. You should have seen it. It was before your time at the company at IGTM, but yeah, we, were, think- we were non-stop at the back just dancing. Like, Well, we were very drunk as well, but it was, it was very, very funny. And, um, I think... It's, I think- 
I think Craig, a bit like James, who we had on on the on the previous one, would uh, he's he's certainly someone that can talk for England. And but there's there's no no bad thing at all. He, he no, sounded like much, he had some great stories. Yeah, very yeah. much the Yorkshireman, and I, I definitely think Craig and James know each other. We'll have to get them to together. So before we we crack on, it's probably worth um, you know, reminding our our, our customers. Oh, what am I saying? Right, reminding our our dear listeners, that when we do record this, we tend to record it in, at different times. And obviously, we were recording the reps pod with an, with with Katie, who sadly obviously couldn't make this one. And I'm I'm not blaming anyone why we did record it, but I'm blaming Damo for having poor <laughs> Wi-Fi connection to Spain. Sorry, for having I, I couldn't help uh, it. You know, yeah, don't worry, it happens. But we've got it recorded, and I know Katie said she she'd love to come on another pod. But um, thanks for being on the original. But obviously, when we did the intro to this pod, it was um, it was nearly a week or two ago. And back then, England were not even through the semi-finals, and my mood was quite lifted. It's fair to say we're recording this the Monday after the final, and my mood is not the best. Um, I have to say, bravo Italia! Um, well done for being European champions. Definitely, I did. Well. I did well. Commiserations to the England boys. They did this nation proud. Every single one of them played their heart out. And uh, I will, um, we'll, we'll be touching on sports tourism in, in future podcasts because there's, there's mm. a lot of people out there that travel. You think about the Barmy Army that go and watch the, the cricket. You think about those on the on the Lions tour, which is about to start, which already started, but the actual yeah. tests are due to come up. And you think about how, how you know, tourism um, impacts on that. But obviously it's the same with, with, with England and, and, and the Euros and, you know, people that travel. You know, you know, regardless of the of the minority, we're not going to touch on that. The minority, that, from my, my eyes, soiled the whole experience with their negative and racist abuse. And as far as I'm concerned, there is no room for racism in any kind of work. It doesn't matter whether it be football or tourism. It's just unacceptable in inequality. And we stand by that. And we said that on a, on a couple of pods ago that we stand by that. And we stand by oh, it. 100%. This is a racism free podcast. And, um, you know, we, we don't but, condone uh, it in any means. Yeah, I think the mood has lifted the country. And, and look, definitely. So, you know, we won't dwell on that. You know, yes, we lost. And let's be good losers about it. There's the, <laughs> the, the future is bright for the England team. And we've got some amazing role models, which has never been the, in the case in the past. But no, let's it. move swiftly on. Um, my mood will be slightly lifted. And I'm sure I feel better. And I know, Damo, you're more of a rugby man. So I'm looking forward to um, to the Lions. And um, Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Bring a couple of weeks for a few drinks over one of the Lions games. So that would be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, also... You know, looking to, you know, the Lions is obviously uh, being played in South Africa. It sort of ties in with, I suppose, a bit of news just come out recently about uh, travel rules. Um, so from from the 19th. Time yeah. So, yeah, from from the 19th of July, as you may have obviously heard, the travel rules for those who have been double vaccinated has changed. So returning from an amber country, which is where I currently am at the moment in Spain, um, as of the 19th of July, I think it's four o'clock in the morning or something like that. Not not sure what, why the timing really makes that much of a difference. If you've been double vaccinated, you're returning from an amber listed country, you will no longer have the need to self-isolate. However, you will still have to take a day to test 
and just so just to be clear because i didn't know this um the day that you arrive back is counted as day zero so i will be returning on the 24th of july so that will be my zero day and then on the 26th of july which is when i need to take a day two test which i have already pre-ordered so i've got all that ready to go when i return back to the uk and also um the government has also lifted the um advice on amber listed countries so it's no longer um i believe no longer saying that it's only essential travel so you can still you can now travel to places like portugal or to spain if you do wish to go on holiday and you've been double vaccinated so that's obviously hopefully will be great news for the tourism industry it's it's excellent news and it's it's another step in the right direction um yes do could we've done things quicker well we'll only know when 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 the dust settles and all this um from obviously you spoke about this on in the intro about getting through you know into Spain wasn't that much of a problem it was obviously you had to you know wear a mask and that. what's the um, current news on you know UK nationals traveling to Spain is it still the same yeah so it's still the same so if you are traveling to Spain and you haven't had a double vaccination you would need to provide a negative PCR test within 72 hours um, as I mentioned or may or may not have mentioned the process at the airports was really quick no queues whatsoever i'm sure that that will change come the 19th of july and as we enter into the school holiday period um but i think you've you've also found out haven't you martin that there was a a recent test event which was a success over in ibiza your old hunting ground yeah we we spoke about that um on a previous pod um and we brought up i think we were talking to jesus actually andy in, in the first one that there was a test event being being announced I'm not sure if he went to the event. I should I should have asked him. Maybe um, we would have found out if um, if Katie had come on board. Maybe she would have told us she'd gone to it. But it was held uh, in an in an outdoor nightclub um, in uh, Plain and Bossa, Ushuaia. Um, other obviously nightclubs are available, um, <laughs> and it was a great club night called Children of the Eighties. I know a few people that have gone to that one before. Yes, again, other club nights in Ibiza are just as good, but. Um, yeah, it, it was a success um, to start with. They invited only uh, local people, so people that work for the local um, uh, healthcare service, uh, etc. All those people that worked hard during the pandemic. So they were they were invited to this night, and from what all accounts, it was a very it was a success. Now we're still waiting to hear the outcome of the, the testing, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure from what I hear about what you know the Spanish have been doing to keep to the letter of the law, I'm pretty sure that the test will come back. What saddens me over in, in, here in the UK, and it's not to point fingers at all, but when we've had all these test events, um, sadly they they can't have they, they're not be able not being able to come up with too many results because like like I thought would happen, a lot of the people didn't do their testing after the event. They were told to test before and test after, and you know they found I think some of them just saw it as an excuse to for a party. And of course we all want to party, but if you're going to one of these test events, please please please, if you're being asked to test before and after, just do it. It's so much mm. easier just to do it, and then that oh, way. Yeah. We can get the right results and things can come down. We, we all want to be opening up. And from what I read today from the new health secretary, um, Savvy Javid here in the UK, that um, things will reopen on the 19th. It looks like clubs are going to reopen, which is great. You know, we'll be able to have a bit more fun within. But also trying to take, you know, precautions with each other. So just remember, the pandemic isn't going away. Um, COVID will stay around. We just need to be a lot careful. But that's less of a less of a negative. Let's let's. Let's finish on a positive note. Uh, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the positive thing is, is, um, you know, looking towards the future for, for traveling and also our next podcast. So what's, what's it all going to be about, Martin? So episode six. 
I can't believe we've, all, we've we're we're we are actually halfway through. Can you believe it? We are. Well, this is episode there. Yeah, we're, we're doing ten episodes, so this is the halfway point. We're now going beyond the halfway point. Episode six. We're talking about cruising. Have you ever been on a cruise demo? No, uh, I'm not a massive. Um, uh, what's the word to say? I'm not a massive sailor. You know, is that anything? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. Exactly. I haven't got the sea legs. Um, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'm not against it by any means. But I just think, so, you know, we're talking about um, cruising and what it brings to the travel industry. We welcome back Owen Reese. Owen's back on the uh, pod. Yeah. You remember him from the first pod? So um, he works in business travel. He. Um, his job role was to sell art on uh, on his cruise. And I, I don't know how he got that job. And how do you sell art on a cruise? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to him telling me. And he also, it's also the place where he met his lovely wife. So again, okay. another another great story to tell. Brilliant. But I'm also very excited about our second guest. I have not spoken to this person since 2000. Wow. His name, his name is Glenn Norris. He is a star in my eyes. He was the head of entertainer at the Orchidia Hotel, where I was based in my first season in Excellent. Grand Canaria. And he was James's boss. So James, as you'll remember from, from, the, uh, from the pod last week, two weeks ago, the, uh, the mm. workers pod, um, very much like Craig, was an entertainer. And James is one of the funniest guys I know. And he's also been out there crazy man and um so i'm looking forward to bringing glenn on and actually learning a bit more about why he how he got into cruising and what he did there i'm pretty sure it's something to do with entertainment i know that he was on a very um luxurious brand um and o again other cruise cruise uh brands are available um so very excited to um to have him on and i say it's going to be yeah it's nearly 20 odd years now since i spoke to him so he's going to be popping on uh, along with Owen, in two weeks' time for the Cruise Pod here at the Traveller World Podcast. Excellent. Well, maybe some of our listeners, you know, they might have some insight into cruises. They may, maybe they've worked on a cruise ship. You know, we'd love to hear from them. Uh, Martin, just give us a reminder of how they can get in contact with us. Yes, please do. So we we have mentioned before we've we've had a couple of our friends reach out. So we know that it works, and we know people do want to talk. Um, there's, there's quite a few of them I'd love to have on the pod, but I, I guess they're just a bit shy, maybe. And it's, you know, maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll coax them in at another time. Um, so it's great to get feedback and, you know, some of the stories that they've shared. So, yeah, if you, you want to be that person, you want to tell us about cruising or you've got any other stories you want to share, then you can reach out to us via our email, which is the travel, uh, travel world, travel our world podcast at gmail.com. You can slide into our DMs um, <laughs> on the Instagram at the travel, travel our world podcast. And if you're into tweeting, and uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm not a big tweeter, actually. I, I realise that I need, we need to do more with our Twitter account. But yeah. we're, we're, we're at the travel underscore podcast. So that's how you can reach us. Fantastic. Well, looking forward to recording that. And, um, well, obviously, as you mentioned, spoken to Owen in the past. He was on our, our very first one after our intro. And um, looking forward to meeting uh, Glyn as well. So that'd be uh, really good. And will you be back from Spain by then? I will be. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll be recording that, I suppose, from the date of this one. We'll be recording it in about 10 days time. So that will actually be a couple of days before I return. So it will be my last recording for the time being from Spain. So, um, yeah, we're recording um, early. Uh, um, when are we recording? Oh, the 22nd. Day, 22nd of July. Exactly. So, so you're still on holiday in Spain, the holiday that's not a holiday. Exactly. Well, I'll be work. I'll be working throughout that week, so I look forward to it. But I will have next time. I'll definitely have a beer in my hand. You'll be working on the golf course more. Yeah. Than likely. <laughs> no, round of golf tomorrow. Round of golf tomorrow. 
Yeah. Damo, thank you very much again. Um, yeah. It's been episode six of the Travel Our World podcast. Thank you. Thank, for, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for jo- gracing us with your presence as always, Damo. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thanks to Craig. You, yeah. do, you always do. But thank you, Craig, <laughs> as well, for coming on and uh, sharing your stories. And I uh, hope you've enjoyed this one. See you again soon. Yeah, definitely. Take care, guys. And um, yeah, we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye.